This week on the Bamcast, excessive force, more like excessive farts. Am I right? I'm right. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast, episode two hundred and thirty-four. Hey, that's two, a three-four sequence. It is. Yeah. It's two, three. Have we done two hundred thirty-four fucking episodes of this thing? We have. Ah, uh, who are we? Oh, I'm Harlow. <laughs> yeah. There's a blank spot, uh, and then there's BJ. Right, me. And over here, I'm Chuck. Are you? I am. Uh, are you? A little bit. So, uh, in case you haven't joined us for the 233 prior episodes, let me tell you quickly what we do. We go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. We come in here and talk about it for the first half. They good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks. and robot jocks. <laughs> That's a movie we like. It is. And the bad bad movies. As in stay away. I get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags as in douchebags after Twilight. Oh, my God. You yeah. don't like that movie. That is not good. Not bad. So... Um, hmm. this was a recommendation a couple of weeks ago, I believe, but we also kind of already had it on our radar. Wait, when we were doing Force Month. Yes, it came up. It was the, an alternate. Right. Because it has Force in the title. It does. <laughs> that is 1993's <laughs> Excessive Force, starring, written, produced, and, I don't know, generally roundhouse kicked by Thomas Eden Griffith. Yes. That is correct. That is a person that was... Uh, the a- bad guy from Karate Kid 3. Yeah. Best known as. So, um, let's get a plot summary out of the way. Try something new. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's that's your thing. Okay, okay. A group of Chicago cops are involved in a raid from which $3 million disappears. The local mob go after them, and the body count starts to rise. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. There's more, but that's all I felt like writing. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yep. That's it. That's all. Okay. Um, uh, where does this movie start? Well, let's talk about who else is in it. Okay, there's some other couple other people in it, right? Uh, Polly from Rocky. Yeah. Um, He's uh, main bad guy. That guy. <laughs> Burt Young. Yeah, Burt Young. Mm-hmm. And you got uh, Lance Henriksen. Yep. He's the chief. He is yeah. in this movie. Chief. The chief He's about chief. to be the chief. Yes. He's five days away from chief yeah. and chiefhood. Uh, yeah. Two weeks from chief. <laughs> chief retirement. Two weeks uh, from prom. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, um, James Earl Jones. Uh huh. Is in it. Correct. His most important role ever. Uh, he plays Jake, the owner of the Deja Vu Jazz Club. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Of which uh, Terry, our Terry. top guy. Yeah, Terry tough, McCain. Tough guy Terry. Tough mm-hmm. guy Terry McCain mm-hmm. is above That's the Deja Vu. On his underwear. Tough guy. Terry. Tough guy Terry. <laughs> Stitched. And then, uh, and then, rounding out in the, in the people that you've actually heard of, Tony Todd, the Candyman. Yes, Candyman is in this. Bam Castellum, Tony Todd. He was in something we watched. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's uh, that's the main people. Yeah. The lady was famous for half a second. Was she? Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Charlotte Lewis. Charlotte Lewis. Okay. She was in uh, the Golden Child. I want to say. All right. She was that like mid late eighties like I'm in three movies as the lead female character. There you go, Golden Child. Mm-hmm. You win. Congratulations, winner is you. Fantastic. Congratulations, Chuck. You knew a thing about something else. <laughs> Thank you very well, much. Well, she has titties, so Chuck probably was aware. Of I, that's that not. I've seen the Golden Child. Not. I hadn't seen her titties until this movie. Well, now you have. Ah, feel better. 
Um, <laughs> so the movie. Uh, what happens? Oh, it starts right on the bust. I mean, that's the the bust that we were talking about in the uh, her bust, not her bust, the bust, the drug bust. Oh, the, right, right, yeah, the raid. Yes, How about we say that it's not the raid. <sighs> it starts with the cops planning to do a thing <laughs> against the bad guys, where okay. they go in that with excessive good. force. Oh, okay, that's right. That yeah. yeah, that sets up the whole movie. Yeah, that's the start of the movie. Is bad guys hanging out, counting money, doing bad guy things, and the cops kind of like, are we going to do this? Should we do this? Yeah, I think we'll yeah, probably do this. Let's do this. Okay, let's go and do this. Let's go in there and roundhouse kick some people. Yeah, they do. They kind of have a roundhouse and gun their way in. and uh, uh, Shoot a bunch of dudes yeah, and kick t- a bunch of dudes. Guy, <laughs> tough guy Terry is John wooing all over the place, uh-huh. and uh, Tony Todd is kind of kicking some people and tripping over money and stuff. And yep. My friend gets shot in the shoulder, the other guy. Um, yep. To which our hero comes immediately over and grabs it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I firmly believe that dude pulled him into the line of fire to get I, shot. Maybe. Yeah, I, he did. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because like there's like their little buddy, like the guy who's probably shouldn't be a cop. Yeah. Um, is along for the ride. Yeah, he gets shot in the shoulder, and they're like, "You son of a bitch, we'll shoot you all." And mm-hmm. they kind of do. Yep. Um, I guess one guy gets away from the whole thing. One bad guy gets away, and then. You know, all the chief and everybody come rolling up and like, good job, good bust. You're kind of loose cannons, but good bust. You get results. Yeah. <laughs> well, for, okay. They take one of the people that they didn't shoot 50 times to the hospital. Yeah. To Correct. interrogate. The guy who got defenestrated through the right through the window. Yeah. Which was an uh, excellent defenestration, yes. I will say. Yes. Terry kicked him through the window. Yeah. And, and normally when guys even go through like the sugar glass, they kind of ball up because you, you can still kind of cut yourself on it, even though it's you know, not yeah. actual glass, but this guy just, you know, swan dies out, you know, arms wide. Mm-hmm. His arms, <laughs> <laughs> he creates songs out the window. <laughs> yes. yes. But, um, when yeah. the walls fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, they, they talk to that guy. They, they go to the hospital, and they've got, they've got like, traveling court stenographer in, right. the, in the room, and Thomas E. Griffith is just like, Tough guy Terry, I'm going to call him that. Tough guy like Terry, that. yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. TGT is in there talking to him, and it's like, well, he covers up his face and then throat punches him. <laughs> he's like, "Where's the money?" <laughs> yeah. Bam, you know. And the guy's like, "Ah." He's like, "Ah." Oh, yeah. He's looking at his chart. And he's like, "Oh, I see. You sprained your ankle. Ah, huh? well, kick, punch, punch." <laughs> oh, he smacks him with this yeah. chart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like this, you know, the hurt? metal chart. Yeah. He grabs it and just smacks the shit out of it. And he's like, "Oh, you broke your ankle. How does that feel?" Yeah. <laughs> Smack. And he's like, oh, yeah, broken ribs. And he kind of leans down and pushes on his chest. He's like, I'm going to yeah. push these right through your lungs unless you start talking. <laughs> and the sonographer's like, I didn't get that. And he's like, you weren't supposed to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, he gets a confession. And, yeah. and uh, Lance Anderson, the soon-to-be chief, comes in and is like, man, how'd you, what, what, how'd you get him to talk? And he's like, oh, he felt like talking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, straight to the trial where they're going to put DeMarco on trial, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, what's Burt Young. Burt Young. And, um, yeah, he, he gets off on the technicality of the using excessive force in the yep. to get the confession. The judge says it. Yep, says the title. And mm-hmm. they say the title a bunch more times. Yes, they do, the but the judge is the first times. one to say it. And a nice slow push in on the judge as he's saying why this is yeah. not going to go down. And then, basically, it's, uh, you know... He's he's gloating. Demarco's gloating about it, and obviously the Griffith is brooding about it. And they kind of meet in the hallway briefly, and he gets yelled at by the by Lance Hendrickson. This is where he almost gets called a loose cannon in the courtroom. Yep, says you're out of control. Yeah. So standard camera stuff, and then it's like, all right, well, we'll get him next time, Slugger. Yeah. But like, 
guy goes home to mafia family and they're like, well, what happened to the money? And he's like, dude, I don't know. It, it, I had to get out of there. I don't know what happened to the money. Right. And so basically the movie's about where's the money. Kind of, yeah. Where's the money, Lebowski? I'm going to cut off your Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they go after the, the little fella first. Little fella. <laughs> I don't know what his <laughs> name is. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, they go after him first, and um, yeah, he's he's having the sex with the lady. He is. Woo. Yep. And uh, yeah, they sneak in and kind of grab him, and then she comes out and does a really weird startled scream thing. She's just like... <laughs> yeah. What? Like she's in a summer comedy. Yeah. And the bad guy's like, well, what a waste. Mm-hmm. Blam. Shoots yeah. her dead. Yeah. And then they take him to a scummy bathroom and tape his legs up to a... Ch- a he's sitting in a chair all tied up and then they tape his legs up to another chair and then whack them with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. That is correct. It, mm. To which he reacts to it first like, ow, and then, ah! he's, then, he, then he just composes himself like... Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, well, a lot. Yeah. We're going to shoot you in the face now, so. Yep. They do. They dump him in a junkyard full of junk. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, like do. Well, he was kind of throwaway anyway. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get them mm-hmm. now. And so it becomes big cop funeral type thing, you know. <laughs> big cop funeral. <laughs> this summer. Yeah. Sunday. My, Sunday. My big now. fat cop funeral. <laughs> <laughs> the new feel good. No, but there's bagpipes <laughs> no. and all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, Tony Todd is there with them, and they're like, "Oh, we should we should drink." Yep, that's what we should do. You go get the drinks. I'm going up to yeah. change my clothes. Yeah, I got to get out of this suit. And then kablam! The place explodes. To which tough, uh, <laughs> tough guy Terry's first reaction is he's standing in the doorway because he's about to like go up and be like, "What the hell's taking so long?" Yeah, and then he pulls his gun. Out, runs out to the middle of the street, like looks around a few times. Yeah, shoot and, the explosion. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, what the fuck am I doing? And mm-hmm. starts to run back into the house, and then and then cut to like six hours later. It's nighttime, and they finally bring out a body. Well, you know, they had to get the fire hoses. Out I know, and, you know but, but yeah, the chief's like, I want to take a look at this guy. Mm. And they unzip him, and you know, he's, he looks tasty. Yep, Candyman is dead. He's been burned to a crisp. So they're like, well, see you, that guy. Now, so yeah, so both of his partners are now dead. Yeah, tough guy Terry is pissed. He's a little upset, so he goes to see his ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Time to go drinking." Mm-hmm. I mean, he met uh, James Earl Jones somewhere along the way. Like they had a jazz number. Oh, it's so inconsequential. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like he, he, <laughs> he lives, lives there. He lives above. He, yeah, he in, lives above the déjà vu, and then yeah. he just goes and hangs out there and plays jazz piano sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of have a thing. Yeah. Like, I, I get the impression that they, like he used to be a cop too. Probably. That's what they kind of seem to but keep hitting at. Never actually say. No, they never say it. But he yeah. knows all the cops, and you know, kind of knows how to way to handle a shotgun later in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yes, but yeah, he inconsequential stuff is like he keeps talking about his ex-wife and how she didn't call on his birthday and blah blah blah. And yeah. Also, they were going to, um, his friend, the first friend that got killed was going to give him a kitten for mm-hmm. his birthday, which, t- by the way, that's a terrible gift. Never give anybody no. a live animal ever. No. Anyone. Worst nightmare. Like, I mean, unless your kids specifically ask for it, but yeah. never surprise somebody with a live animal. That yeah. if you are an awful friend yes. or family member. Don't ever surprise me with a live animal as a gift. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't chain me to my house yes. for, <laughs> for the rest of my life. Yeah. So anyway, so like he's got he's like carting this kitten around, and he shows up at her house all drunk and with the kitten sitting on the couch, and yeah. she's like, "What the hell are you doing here?" He's like, "I 
need to feed my cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any milk. <laughs> Something like Something. that. Something. Yeah. Feeds cat. Yeah. I don't know. Talkie talkie. Yeah, they go walking by the river mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Yep. Um, things. Things. What but else happens? The chief one? basically tells him at some point, like, do what you got to do. I think after, like, you know, after t- uh, Candyman's death at the funeral, he's like, do it. Just whatever. Whatever it takes. Yes. And he's like, fuck yeah. So he just, you know, strong arms his way into bad guy layer which is just Italian restaurant. And, uh, of course it is. <laughs> and just beats up the, you know, just like guy goes outside to throw away. Tra- the, probably the only notable scene in the, in this entire movie is like, the, <laughs> they're just eating a bunch of seafood. And one of the idiot henchmen has taken like dead crab mm-hmm. and put it on his hand and is flying it around another guy like millennium falcon just like you know (laughs) he keeps doing it it's a good 45 seconds of him just fucking around with this dead crab and then finally instead instead of like the typical boss being like what the fuck are you doing Bert young is actually like (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, (laughs) you're funny now take all this garbage away flying crabs he makes him take the trash out to which um you know tough guy terry is outside and Basically punches him to death in a, in a, with a trash can lid. Yeah. And then leaves him there. And then, you know, by this time they're like, well, what's happened to the guy outside? You go check on him. So the, the, the larger bodyguard guy, they don't film it particularly well, but he gets to the door, opens it, and like takes half a step outside to which he gets you know, punched through the door, which we typically love. I yeah. Mean, there, there are quite a few off-screen punches. None of it, them are filmed very well. No. But yeah, he kind of gets punched and thrown back into the place and knocked out and then he proceeds to threaten DeMarco uh, that he's going to shoot him and eventually he's like, please don't kill me. Ah. He's like, oh, fucking pussy. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I can't so shoot you. goddamn pathetic. Yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah, so he's like, I can't kill you because you're begging for your life. Yeah. And I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> so he goes home and has sex with his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Good plan. They get up the next day, go for a walk and he sees a newspaper. DeMarco dead. Yeah. He's like, what? What? No. I wasn't me, man. <laughs> yeah, because he goes to some fancy, you know, high up cop club. Where, like the DAs and the, and yeah. the soon to be chief are there. And he's like, it wasn't me. Yeah. It was one armed man. Yeah. And uh, it's like, all right, you got two days. I can hold everybody off for two days. But like immediately the media has, you know, the dude's name. Like tough guy Terry killed this bad guy. So if you see him. Call, yeah. <laughs> call Lance Hendrickson. <laughs> <laughs> call one eight hundred Lance Hendrickson. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, God, how, what's the sequence now? Because then it just kind of it starts to get a little convoluted here. Because oh, now. Well, I just I mean like the the sequence some, of events. Some things happen, and some people do some other. Yeah. Stuff all right. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Let me try to think of how to skip to this a little bit faster. All right. Um. So they come to try to kill him. I don't remember where exactly because they said they try several times. I think it's when they're staying at her like parents' house or something. Like the ex-wife's parents' house is the first time they come to try to kill him. I don't know. No, they come to the apartment. They come to the apartment first. I think so. Oh, that's right, her apartment. Yeah, yeah, that's right because they're like hanging out and yeah, and delivery guy shows up. That's right, and he's like, "Let me get that." Yeah, and yeah, okay, so and he's like, "Here's your package and my gun." Yeah. So yeah, and he has trouble with this guy, this big schlubby forty-five-year-old balding, you know, curly-headed dude. Yeah. But he, but he, uh, the thing of note here is that he 
kicks him through her glass coffee table. Yes. Because this is going to be a running theme throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, no glass tables are safe in this movie. No. Um, but yeah, so they're like, fuck, we got to get out of here. And that's when they go to the... They go to the farm. Yeah, the, her yeah, parents' farm or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they have memories and, you know... Sure. It's like, hey, remember this fireplace and remember how we did things? And she's like, they all sucked. And he was like, oh. Yeah, I was kind of an asshole. I was, well, I was obsessed with catching Marco. Yeah. You know, the guy who's trying to kill us now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so sorry about that. Sorry for obsessing and, mm-hmm. you know, retroactively trying to save your ass right now. Yeah. But anyway. And at this point, it's been revealed Lance Henriksen's behind this whole thing, so. Yeah, more or less. Because, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he goes, he goes and meets with the, the son. Yeah. And has this thing of, like, I worked with your dad for years. Don't you think you can talk to me, Sonny? Yeah. But and he's still, like, we're going to, we'll get him. Just yeah. don't tell me what to do. Yeah, we have, we have men on it. Yeah. I have top men. Top men. <laughs> top men. And um, so, yeah, they, they roll out to the farmhouse and try to kill them again. Um, not super successfully. They all kind of get murdered. It's all pretty bad. Yeah. You know, they just chase them to their house a good 10 minutes after they've left whatever floor they were supposed to be on. And right. It all goes badly. And then they end up in a barn and there's some pitchfork fighting. Yeah. Uh, guy guy does get stabbed yeah. with a pitchfork. Yep. yep. Yeah. They stuck a fork in him. Yeah. Yep. He was done. He was done. Um, I this don't think this, the uh, the Marcos Junior is there, but I don't think he gets killed. I think he gets killed later because he get, he gets killed like a very unspectacular way. Yeah, yeah. Well, once the movie basically tells you that Lance Engerson, Lance Enrickson is behind this, mostly you're like, okay, yeah. the rest of these fucks the, who cares? The Marcos are just like whatever. Yeah, you, you were the strong arm. Yeah, people, whatever, and you're like the second tier ones. But he's also like. Tough guy Terry. He's also bossing around his ex-wife <laughs> in stupid ways. Like, here, take this gun. I'll teach you how to use it later tonight. And you know, just like forcing her into basements and just kind of pushing her around and talking down to her the entire time. It's like, why? A little bit. But would you even be married to each other? <laughs> you don't even like each other. Um. So that's awkward. Well, she was his ex. Yeah, right? but so, right. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. he just he just talks to her like a second class citizen. He probably just was like, "We're getting married. You're going to be my wife." Yeah, and then. Me cop, you yeah, me cop, dumb you, broad, you Jane, yeah, you model lady, yeah, pretty. Now, yeah, well, the other like awkward and weird part of that is before that bit of dialogue is them doing this routine where they're standing out in the middle of this small town square, and he's like, reach in there, grab hold of it. Oh yeah, and it's just like whip it out. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like she pulls out a gun in the middle of this town square. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just it's. He's like, I'll show you how to make it go off later tonight. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> like that's kind of gross <laughs> yeah because he was kind of doing it because like a kid in a pickup truck was watching them and it's just everything about it is just weird not it's, filmed well no, no no um so yeah all that happens mm-hmm. uh and, and yeah they've had the meeting so we know lance Hendrickson's the bad guy yep mm-hmm. but then he he goes to have a meeting with somebody in a in a high-rise hotel Right, okay, yeah, because he gets greeted by a lingerie lady at the door. Yeah. And we're like, well, who's this? Mm-hmm. Did he hire a hooker? Yeah. Because, well, also, I mean, Tough Guy Terry is, like, already there, too. Like, isn't he? He followed him to the hotel. Yeah. He followed him to the hotel and is, like, outside the door as this meeting is happening. And, and lo and behold, it's it's Frank. He's not dead. Oh, hooray. Candyman. Candyman. He's yeah. alive. Yeah. They said his name three times, and he reappeared. Yeah. Frankie. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he was behind it all. He took the money, and um, 
now he's high on cocaine and he's got a lingerie lady. Yeah. And they're in cahoots somehow. But he he doesn't actually have the money. So like for whatever reason He's in charge, but he has no power. Yeah, he took the money, gave it to Lance Hendrickson, and was like, Hold on to this and help me fake my death. Yeah. Which really What? The amount of evil that Lance Hendrickson is now what that mode that he's in, this doesn't make any sense no. at all. Because one, professionally he's a subordinate. So just because he took the money physically mm-hmm. and gave it to that doesn't make any sense. No, I, I I did not. At first, I thought like this guy was some sort of like he goes from job to job stealing money because he kind of seemed like he was like Mr. Kingpin guy. It didn't make any sense why Lance Henriksen would be his toady. Yeah, or in this situation at all. Plus the fact that he works for Demarco, whose money it is, or yeah. works with him. Or yeah, it's all just it. Doesn't make any sense. It's just dumb. Yeah, but yeah, so he's still alive and. Then tough guy Terry sees Lance Hendrickson leave the hotel room, mm-hmm. and does I think he follows him or no? Tony Todd sneaks out, and okay. then he goes in the hotel room and oh, picks right. up the newspaper and sees yeah. that sees the the horse racing form, which is filled out the same way that Candyman always filled it out, and he was mm-hmm. like Frankie, yeah, and the cocaine, so yeah, yes, so and Frankie goes to see uh, he, goes he goes to, to Hollywood, yes, okay. He learns to relax. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he goes to uh, Terry's apartment uh-huh. to get information. Yeah, he need, well, he, like, basically, Henriksen has, like, said, You've, you know, we failed, we can't kill him. Yeah. You, you told us that he would kill DeMarco, and he didn't, so right. you had to, so now we, you have to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you better find him some way. Yeah. So I guess his plan was, I, I'll get to him through the ex-wife, and then he's like, well, she's probably hiding out with her friend, Vaughn, or something like that. Yeah. Miss Vaughn. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's what he goes. I, I guess he goes to his apartment to get her address. Right. Again, just like how this guy put all that together while high on cocaine. I don't know. Movie. But, yeah, movie. So, he's rifling through the you know, tough guy Terry's apartment. James Earl <laughs> Jones hears him. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, sneaks up on him with a shotgun and eventually like you know takes him down to the bar and was like we're gonna call the cops and then he gets the he throws a bar stool at him and then shoots uh james Earl jones in the stomach yeah feels bad about it feels kind of bad yeah he's like oh damn it why'd you make me shoot you well i gotta go yeah <laughs> so yeah so tough guy terry comes back to the bar and finds james Earl jones shot and it's like oh god mm-hmm. i gotta we gotta call an ambulance and he does and then he manages to like he's still alive because he got shot in the gut and he's right. like they're going after your girl, whatever the hell her name was, and go. Yeah. Yvonne. No, no Yvonne Cindy. Was a friend. Cindy? I don't know. Amanda. Yes. Yeah. Cindy and Amanda. Cindy, Amanda. Bart. <laughs> Simpson. Yeah. I don't know. That's it. I couldn't pay any attention to any of this movie. Yeah. Except yeah. when somebody went out a window. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, so he's like, go get her, champ. Yes. <laughs> go to her. Yes. And She's waiting. Yeah, so he, he comes... It's kind of funny because he goes busting in. Like, she's apparently gone... That's the other thing. She's gone back to work. Yeah. She's at a fucking modeling gig. Yeah. And but he busts in gun blazing like... He's like, ah! I'll save you. Oh, shit. And it's, he's like, it's just a photo um, shoot. Um, <laughs> you take everyone out of the back yeah. and then it's... Tony, and, you know, like, as soon as they leave, Candyman's right behind him. Yeah. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they fight... And he uh, kills him somehow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, like, I, I seriously, like, I, I was like really kind of tuning out at this point. Like, yeah, uh, he kicked him off the roof. I thought that was Lance Henriksen. Yeah, he kicks Lance. Oh, Henderson yeah, that's right, Lance Henriksen. Uh, shoot him, or I believe he shoots him. 
Yeah, but then like everyone else busts yeah, in. Like it's, it's basically like fucking. Let's just end the movie because yeah. like then Lance Henriksen and Henriksen and crew roll in and oh yeah that's right. and then there's also a couple of like good honest cops that yeah get in the mix too because they went they they were there when they wheeled out James Earl Jones yeah uh and he, yeah and he, he's like go the the your chief is the bad guy and Frankie's still alive and stuff go yeah. so they're like hey well, chief what's going on and chief murders them and, and yeah. others yeah and then he's also got funky cops so there's a little bit of a shootout and then i don't know they end up like fighting in a parking garage somehow or something because isn't that when he gets thrown off of it no they're on a roof on the roof they, of that they, place? yeah okay. they just climb up to the roof and uh they they have a, a bit of a fight sure and then you know he does a flying kick through the air and murders lance enrickson yeah mm-hmm and then it's like, let's go visit James Earl Jones in the hospital. Yep. Because, uh, I don't know, we got to end the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, let's bring him that cat. Because yeah. we don't want that fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> and James Earl Jones is basically... No, it, no, no, we got this cat for you as a yeah. present. Yeah. It's like a fruitcake. <laughs> a live animal is like a fruitcake. Yes. It will just get passed from person yep. to person. Nobody wants it. Regift that yeah. cat. <laughs> uh, but then, like, James Earl Jones looks up and I was like, hey, whatever happened to that $3 million? Wah, wah, and then they just cut to uh, Lance Henriksen's house where... Yeah, his distraught wife as they're like loading up all of her worldly <laughs> possessions into a truck. Yeah, and the money was hidden in a refrigerator. Yeah. And you just see dudes wheeling out this refrigerator and putting it in a truck, and then they close the back of the truck and it says Salvation Army, and the truck rolls away. And the credits start, and it's jaunty jazz yeah. music. It's like... Yeah. It's like... Three million dollars or so, give or take. Yeah. The little bit that Lance Henriksen took out of there is going to the Salvation Army... The, the end. And then, a, I don't know, generic 80s, early 90s rock song. Really bad, just non-distinctive song. Might have been called Out of Bounds or something. I don't know. Sure. But it was dumb. Yeah. Uh, wow, we talked about that really fast. We sure did. Nothing much to say. Uh, Let's... Go ahead and read it for sure. Yeah, we got lots of we got lots of movies to talk about. Yeah, in the we do. Second half. So yep. let's just fucking get through this. So, who wants to rate it first? You do. <laughs> well, let, let me. Okay, let me just say a couple things about this movie. It's not filmed very well. It's not directed very well. It's not acted very well. Everyone feels so lethargic in this entire thing. No one gives a shit about being in this movie. Whoever is doing the sound effects has decided that the most exciting fight sounds are a hand hitting a piece of paper. There's like no impact to any of the fighting. The reactions to getting hit sound like noises that were made on set of just someone going, ah, I mean like dudes will get shot and just kind of go, uh, and like a dude will kind of <laughs> get punched and just go, Oh geez. It's, it's really weird. None of it connects in any way. I mean, there's fighting going on and shooting and people getting shot, but it's like, I don't care about any of this at all. Uh, so, two bags. Hmm. I think I'm being generous, too, but two bags. I just don't care. It wasn't terrible. It's not like I was hating it, but totally nondescript, nothing to recommend about this movie. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to break my own rule, <laughs> which is if there's an explosion, it generally doesn't go into bags territories. All right. I'm just saying, like, that's generally been my rule. Is like, if there's an explosion or something happening, it's like, how can this be a bags thing? I'm giving this an a a singular singular bag. Okay. Because yeah, it's it, it's got to go on the side of I can't quite recommend it. Yeah. I'm afraid. 
Um, it has all the ingredients you want. Like this, I mean, it feels like your typical loose cannon cop movie, you know, revenge plot of everything's gone wrong and I'm going to murder everybody. Just nothing works. Nope. I mean, it's, like, it's the, it's a good recipe. It's just bad ingredients yeah. and, and sloppily put together. Yep. Because it's an early Seagal movie, basically. It's from that yeah. era of those first five or six Seagal movies where it's just like, he was a cop and he d- did things Revenge. his own way. And yeah, punching and kicking. And, and, and what's his face? Bad guy, Karate Kid guy, um, can spin and kick and do some stuff and it looks semi-convincing. It's the spinning just... looks convincing. The actual contact never looks convincing at all. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I mean, but I just think like with a little bit better direction, this could have been... A lot better movie. It could have been okay if it had better direction. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. I, I do want to give it a tiny bit of credit though, because the stunt coordinator stunt coordinator was a big fan of uppercuts, which you never see in movies. Like dudes just throwing uppercuts, like yeah. in the middle of a fight. That's pretty. That's and, and pretty. Al- sweet. And at least also they they tend to put somebody down. Yeah, it was like that was a finishing move, like the great big security guard. Yeah, guy that worked. Oh for yeah, him. yeah. Yeah, like he conked him in the head with a gun, and the guy was just like motherfucker, huh? and then he's just like, how do we get? And <laughs> yeah. you know, puts him down for good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The average is too high right now, so I have to go with two bags. Um, I assume that Mackie would give it two bags as well to keep it keep this one down. Just it, it's, I can't recommend it at all. Um, it put me to sleep at at least two points, mm. and. It really was sort of a waste of time, but it wasn't incredibly offensive, so it doesn't, you know, dip into the, that three, four, yeah. five bags territory. It didn't make me mad. It's just, nah, nah. Nothing I mean, this, really watchworthy about when, this movie. Yeah, when I when this started, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is the kind of movie I want to see right now, mm-hmm. and then just it just wore me down. Yeah, I was like, you're saying and kind of doing all the things I want you to say and do in a movie like this. It's mm-hmm. just. Not coming across right at all. Well, I mean, you look at Back in Action, which was a year later, and that movie looks bad. I mean, it's got bad film stock. It just doesn't look good. But as far as, like, the action in that movie, it's well shot by people who know what they're doing, and everything that connects looks like it hurts. Mm -hmm. This movie just looks like dudes spinning. Yeah. (sighs) Pretty much. Bleh. Uh Yeah, just bleh. All right. Well, excessively short half. Possibly our, our new record. Hope so. I don't know. No, no. No? No. Okay. Not by far. No. Well, let's go ahead and take a break because we have a lot of movies to get to in the second half. Yep. All right. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey Bamcast, second Bamcast. half, half number two. Second half. So, how about we talk about some movies? Oh, we can do that. Okay. Uh, does anybody have new movies? I do. Ooh. I have some new, new, new movies. <laughs> Newbies? I have two new Tubies? movies. First one I'd like to talk about is the newest of the, at least the releases. Of the movies? Um, <laughs> yes, the newest of the movies. Um... Saw a trailer for this last year, and I was like, I need to see this movie. This looks like a good movie. Uh, it is Under the Skin. Ah. It is a... Uh, how would you describe it? I, 
I wouldn't. I haven't the, seen the, it. <laughs> the trailer, like, everyone was calling it a sci-fi movie. Okay. Um, yes, in that it's, uh, I guess the basic premise is sci-fi-ish. Uh-huh. It's really uh, much more of a psychological movie. Um, it's done by Jonathan Glazer, who made uh, Sexy Beast and uh, the movie Birth, which I have not seen, but I need to seek that out now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, fuck yes, I'm in for this movie. It looks crazy. It looks you know, trippy and weird and psychological. And then I was like, oh, this is the movie that Scarlett Johansson went full frontal nudity in. Oh, now I'm definitely going to see this movie. Sure. So uh, I, I did. I sought this movie out. And um, basic plot is not spoilery to say. I mean, it's revealed very quickly what it is. Go ahead. Um, it, she is uh, an alien, uh-huh. and <laughs> she basically lures men into having sex so that, like, the aliens can absorb their human whatevers. Okay, like <laughs> stuff. Like, they're, ah, their stuff. I don't know. They're like semen. They're goo. No, like mm. they humanity. Dis- distill everything in about them or whatever. Ah. Like they just melt them down into human goo parts. Like the Matrix or something. Ah. You know, like we just need your human goo. <laughs> like you're a battery and we're going like to Like the use chicken it. nugget, pink goo. Sure, yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um what's this called again? Under the skin. Okay. Which is where the goo lives. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um so but the thing thing is, is like is this oh, it's you know. a it's a very strange movie. I mean in both in the way that it's filmed and how I think it was made because it all takes place in Scotland. Hmm. So there's a little bit of a well, I mean let's face it, out of all the English speaking people, I think Scottish people speak the strangest English. Yes. I think that's fair to say. Sure. I, possibly that they would even agree with me, but I'm just saying like that's racist. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the Scots are a new race. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, even most people from the UK would agree. Wow, Scotland has got some strong accents. And uh, I mean, even I mean, Australians when they get drunk have some pretty strong accents. But South s- Africans who speak English. Yeah. Well, somewhat. Kind of, yeah. Kind of yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, no. I mean, but you could still. I didn't have any trouble understanding District Nine people at any point. Scottish people took a little adjusting. But a lot of I think a lot of this movie was filmed under uh, secret conditions. Like they would um, actually get real people to get into certain situations, mm-hmm. and then go like, "Hey, we're making a movie. You want to sign a waiver and be in it?" Oh. So they were trying to get some real reactions from certain people. Um, I don't know how they didn't recognize Scarlett Johansson and some other people. Well, she's the only one who was like super famous in it. There's a couple other. Well, in Scotland, they may not have Entertainment Tonight. Okay. <laughs> Yes, yes, the distant land of Scotland. Yes, right. I don't know. Anyway, but <laughs> I, I, it's a, it's it's an odd movie. I, I I can't necessarily say yes, see it or don't see it because it's going to be off putting to a lot of people just in a lot of different ways because it is a strange psychological movie. I'm trying to think of any movie I can say yes, it's like this. I mean, it's almost a it's almost a Darren Aronofsky movie. No. Um. I mean, like that kind of weird, like almost like uh, what was that? What the hell was the Hugh Jackman crazy one? Um, the fountain. fountain. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 weird ass like that. Because mm. um, it 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 will. I mean, it'll be straightforward, normal, dreary Scotland, and then all of a sudden it'll just be like we are going in a fucking weird ass dream world, and we're not going to necessarily explain everything, and we're going to have some uncomfortable subject matter, and mm-hmm. 
but I, I found it uh, fascinating to watch. I mean, because like the way it's filmed and I don't know, just the, the alien nature of it by in in experiencing everything basically through her eyes. I mean, right. it's kind of like if Species was an art house movie. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. I, I know that's a strange review, but seek it out if you want. It's out on out on DVD and Blu-ray now. So. Okay. Yeah. And and okay, it's and so I'll I'll speak on another movie that's also very new. Uh-huh. I saw The Raid 2. Ooh. Extra Raid. Yes. <laughs> Revenge of the Roaches. The Raid T O O. Um Okay, so you know I love The Raid Redemption. Yes. Um it is probably one of the it probably the most ass kickingest movie of all time. Uh fair enough. Raid 2 is a very different movie, mm. but it's also a very good movie. Um, the raid one is claustrophobic, crazy, singular purpose action movie where like 30 cops go into a building. The bad guys are like, lock the building down. We'll give you money if you murder them. I mean, it's the plot of dread. If you've seen dread, it's the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, action goes crazy from there. Uh, this one is basically like if the departed had incredible fight scenes in it, because it's like a strange cop drama undercover thing um it's 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 basically takes place like right after the raid like you know some events you know shortly thereafter and and they're trying to sort it all out and all of a sudden it's like we we need you to do this thing where you're going to go undercover and shit goes wrong and it's just like you've got to roll with the punches and things go crazy hmm. and there is again there is just some crazy insane brutal action in this movie mm -hmm. however because it's not claustrophobic, it's out and about, and there's a lot of different varied locations, whereas every single scene in, in the Raid 1 is inside shitty a building. And here's another part of the shit said shitty building. Right. Um, this has some crazy and, and fantastic locations for them to do all their insane action in. Um, the most, in, most impressive thing to me in it is, I wish Matthew was here because I know we were talking about Captain America the Winter Soldier and, it, and its uh, car chase sequence. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a car chase sequence in this movie that makes that car chase sequence look like it was filmed by Kevin Smith. Oh. <laughs> wow. Like, it is fucking insane. And there is a shot that is so impressive that I almost didn't even notice. Like, I just assumed it was fake. Mm -hmm. And it's not. And there's a like an eight minute YouTube video that I wouldn't recommend watching before you watch the movie. But after like the second after you finish <laughs> watching the movie, you should watch how they filmed this one shot mm -hmm. and the fact that it is real and practical. Mm. And it's yeah, I just I can't say enough good things about it. It's it's a long movie. I mean, you just have to uh, go with it. I mean, that's just the way they are. I mean, it's strange because they're not actually directed by. Um, I believe they're Indonesian actors and, and everything and mm -hmm. produced there, but I believe it's Gareth Evans is the guy's name. I want to say he's British or something, but it's like... Sounds like a British name. Yeah. Gareth. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, I mean, but it's just like... It, it's just strange. I don't know where I was going with that. Sure. <laughs> I, I, no, I, no I, was, I was going because like... A lot of Asian movies typically are very long because... It's not uh, Gareth Edwards. No, that's the guy that did Godzilla. Yeah. Um, it's, it's okay. It's, then it's Gareth something. I want to say Gareth Evans. 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 Damn it. Doing like the same thing I did last week with the Fast Five versus Step Up guy. Um, 
No, I was. Uh, here's the diatribe I was about to get. Asian movies are typically very long because of the culture of the people. They don't get to go to as many movies. I mean, movies are a, an extreme luxury in their in their culture. Mm-hmm. So they they have to pack like. If you ever notice like uh, your typical uh, Jackie Chan movie and things like that, you will you will see a lot of different kinds of movies crammed into one movie. Yeah, because like they go to the movies and it's like we want comedy, action, drama, romance. And maybe a musical number, right. all in one thing, right. because like this will be the one movie we see all year, mm-hmm. and so that's that's why they tend to be two and a half hours long and have kind of a little bit of everything. a little bit of a of a plot, you know, wave to them where it's like why did why did it go crazy here for a second? Mm-hmm. So that I mean that's why the raid is like kind of why it's two and a half hours long. It's I, there's a lot going on in it too, so it has that like. It's okay to get away with that because it's expected, but then also, it's a it's a cram full of stuff movie. Hmm. So, so highly recommend. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. I mean, if you haven't seen Raid One and Two, get on it. Well, I've seen Dread. Do I really need to see the Raid? Yes. Okay. Yes. I I love Dread. Don't get me wrong. Dread is solid, but the Raid is the Raid makes Dread look tame. Whoa. Sweet. I mean, Dread doesn't punch anybody to death. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's you know, it's guns and stuff, and and mm-hmm. it's the same plot in in the like what's happening, but the martial arts that happen in the raid one and two are insane. that is the raid scene redemption redemption. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, oh, it's available on Crackle. <laughs> Whatever the hell a Crackle is. Crackle. It's a thing. <laughs> that's her slogan <laughs> I, I don't know if I it's believe it but no, it's, totally it's a free streaming service that just periodically will interrupt with commercials but it's yeah. uncut yeah okay Yeah. it's Sony's I believe I think yeah they own it okay there are apps for certain console-y things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have noticed them on my console-y thing well, there you go you should get it take a look or you can borrow the Blu-ray I have it give to me the Blu-ray <laughs> and I will watch ass beatings um, of a <laughs> yes, and I am now done with the movies. Ah, okay, all right. Um, may I tr- transition into a couple movies about ass beatings? Since real quick? it seems to be all the rage. Yes, all the rage. Uh-huh. Um, I watched a couple movies that I had heard things about and heard that there was a severe amount of ass beatings. Um, I watched Ip Man and Ip Man Two. Ah, and um, yeah, there's a lot of ass beating in those movies. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite ass beating on film, as a matter of fact, uh, of the of the Asian martial arts variety. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even really know where to start, except they're fairly good movies, really well shot, and there people get fucking wrecked in these. Like sound of that. Oh God, there's so <laughs> there's so much ownage in in both of the, both of them i think there's a little bit more in ip man the original than ip man 2 um more pure ownage uh ip man 2 feels like there's more i don't know there's more sort of story uh maybe but i think i'm gonna go on ip man uh legacy watching thing i'm gonna watch ip man one and two and the grandmaster which is also about uh him mm-hmm. oh the the legend of because there's like, oh, I'm sure there's other movies there's about like, him, but I mean, there's one called The Grandmaster. It's by Wong Kar Wai. Okay. Ah. Um, uh, is something. it just called The Grandmaster? I believe so. Okay. All right. Let me look it up. Because there's um, came out last year, I believe. Okay. Yep. But yeah, I mean, but it, the subtitle of 
Ip Man 2 is something of the grand. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, I mean, he's Ip Man is the man who trained Bruce Lee, essentially. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, yeah, he taught him uh, Wing Chun. Yeah. Um, so there's at least, as far as I can tell, of the Ip Man series, uh, the ones that are called Ip Man something, there's, there's Ip Man, or Yip Man, um, and then Ip Man 2, and then Ip Man the origin story. It's mm. called something else, but... Ip Man Zero. Yes, yeah. Ip Man Zero. Um, <laughs> but I want to watch that one, but I've, I've watched the other two. I was just like, eh, I, I need, you know, I need to see these, I guess. They sound... I've, I've been told that they're... Oh, it's called The Legend is Born, Ip Man. Makes sense. Um, but I'd been told something about them, that they were fun to watch or good or something, but they are both good and fun to watch. Um <laughs> They feel like they're really long. I don't know how actually long they are, but they feel like they're they probably are kind of long and drawn out, but it's worth it for all the just pure destruction. Just mm-hmm. there's something to like I've always liked that sort of I'm so much better than you at kicking your ass that it looks like I'm doing nothing um almost cuz in these, in these, he's just that much better than everybody else. He's like, put in all the cheat codes, and he's just tapping the B button while, you know, while sipping a cocktail or something, and just wrecking dudes. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun to watch that kind of stuff because um, he just tears through people without even hardly moving in in a lot of this. Um, he's all yip yip down down left right left yeah. right. <laughs> no. Wow. no. No, 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 but All yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but God, so much fun to watch. Um, I feel like I'm being being really stupid talking about them because there's there's not much necessarily to describe. I mean, it's about it's just a couple. The, the stories aren't really terribly, terribly important, but there is a lot of interesting stuff going on. It's mm-hmm. there's you know there's um. Japanese invasion of China and then Hong Kong, uh, you know, British versus Chinese drama. There's all that stuff sort of going on in the background, and that's actually interesting, and it moves the story along, and it gives a lot of motivation for the characters, but, and it's, it's, it's well done. It's just overshadowed by horrendous amounts of, horrendously good amounts of ass beating that are, <laughs> that I just cannot get out of my head like i can't get to appreciating the rest of it for all of the destruction of people's faces with fists (laughs) it's really good but they're they're really good um i really enjoyed them and you should watch them if you're a fan of martial arts uh wing chun or uh where bruce lee came from Mm -hmm. what about dance all days Sorry, never mind. I and you and everyone we knew. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a couple of movies that didn't have any ass beatings in them. Why did you no. even watch them? Yeah, what? Why would you do that? I don't know. I was bored. Uh, I watched a Bamcast movie. Uh-huh. I rewatched Hudson Hawk. Ah. Hoping that maybe 1991 version of me was wrong. It was. And that mo- movie Unless was... Unless you thought it was awesome. And then I, was, I was hoping that the movie would be good. It is not. Oh. <laughs> it is so not good. 
even more frustrating about it though is that there are moments of brilliance in it like just little things out of nowhere that are really really strong and then oh you mean the whole thing it was out of nowhere i mean it was it was nothing then it was created and then it was good i knew this was gonna happen (laughs) i just want to say that movie's not good i'm just piling on to the to the hudson hawk man so much cocaine on that set Okay. Everyone was high as fuck making that movie. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're mad now. Um, I'm not mad. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not mad either. I just know you're dumb. Mm-hmm. What? What's happening? What do you mean? How did you not know that I liked it? I didn't. I did. All right. You haven't been paying attention to I, the podcast. No, I guess yeah. not. Sorry. That's not great. Okay. Agree to disagree. We lo- we we like it. Well, we're fans. Yes. You're dumb. I am pretty dumb <laughs> and speaking of dumb i uh thought i would uh waste some time by watching spawn spawn hey you, spawny you get no arguments from me um any terribleness you want to lay upon that movie spawn is probably the most the the best example of 90s garbage just pure just like we've got computers let's use them how do the computers work i don't know unwatchable that movie's unwatchable yeah amazingly unwatchable yeah it's like what what were they even thinking i know is i was just 20 minutes in i just went cross-eyed and was just like i can no longer stare at this it's just unbelievably bad i i I just can't even fathom that that is a thing that exists hate to say it i saw that in the theater and I walked out like it's it's rare that I walk out of of a movie immediately hating it to death. Mm-hmm. And that one I did. Yeah. Well, you'd be right. Yeah. Because it is just nonsense. I've never really been able to gin up hate for it. It's just every time I've seen it, it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And I'm just kind of disappointed in the fact that it. There's some really cool things that that movie could be, mm. but it is. They're all the HBO cartoon. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's... Yeah. It's just, it's just kind unbelievable. of... Unbelievable. It's, it's not really offensive to me, I guess, because I have no ties to the source material at all. I don't either. Um, but it's just... It, it's a, know, the first time I saw it, I was like, awesome, there's cool spawn stuff <laughs> happening. Whatever. It's eye candy. And there's... When it came out, it was kind of awesome to look at. Um, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it has not aged well. No. No, it looks CG's like something from Doom. Terrible in that. And I mean, I, you know, I, I've grown more hatred towards him, but, you know, that movie was the first reason why I ever wanted to. But yeah, John Leguizamo in that movie, it's just like the fucking worst thing. <laughs> this and the pest, just fuck right off that guy. Just, I, how dare you be lead actor in anything? Yeah. And it's a, it's a shame because in movies like Carlito's Way, he's actually good. I mean, when he's not being this sort of annoying character of... I mean, it's just like, who? why why would anyone find this compelling in any way, shape, or form? That character is just... Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I wasted my time doing. Cool. Because I saw Hollywood Homicide, too. But do you want to talk about a movie with nothing to talk about? It's Hollywood Homicide. Is that... Um, 
Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that looked like face? it had nothing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of what's his face, what is his face? Um. Oh, that guy. The, the kid. The Josh Hartnett? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what happened to him? He's on that show, Penny, Penny Dreadful. Dreadful. Yeah. yeah. I did the same thing, too. I was like, well, this sure killed that guy's career. And then it was like, oh, no, he did some other things and then is on a hit show, so. Well, I, no, good I just, well, I didn't think there was anything he did good. Well, I mean, he showed up in Sin City, but that's like the last time I remember seeing him, which is. Well, he was, he was that guy for a while. He I was know. lead was, guy, Pearl exactly. Harbor guy. That's you what know. I mean. It just like, he disappeared for a very long time. And all yeah. of a sudden I was like, oh, that's where he is. He's on that show. No. Yep. yep. So, yeah, that movie. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. I really, I mean, that that's such a nondescript blah movie. I don't think I ever bothered to watch it. Yeah. It's. Nope. I wasn't going to, so don't worry. Okay. Yeah. It was on the same Blu-ray with Hudson Hawk, so oh. I was like, I should watch this. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was a twofer. Mm. Great. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Do you have any more? Uh, negative. Okay. I have a few more. I'm <laughs> going to dispatch them quickly. I took a trip down uh, some, some memory lanes with... Um, when you are sick and or recovering from sick, you watch... Uh, whatever takes your mind off of it. I watched um, Airheads and Tommy Boy, not at the same time. Um, Airheads is kind of awful, but it's nostalgically awesome. Um, there's some really funny stuff in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Richards does some, like, I hate to say good things about Michael Richards, but he does some really good, uh, like, if Die Hard was a physical comedy. Um, or if Die Hard was Three Stooges, he does sort of crazy. You know, say, the, isn't the his whole role in that movie him crawling through the ducks? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, and like doing doing rolls across the floor, and it's it's good. It's funny. Okay. Um, Michael Richards is probably an, a terrible human being still, yeah. um, <laughs> but that was funny. Uh, and there's there's funny shit in that movie. It's just not that great. Um, and I'm, I am don't know, hopefully I'll get some hate from it because hopefully somebody cares enough to yell at me about airheads and that'll be funny. Um, it's sort of uh, hampered by its time because there's like, nowadays there are none of the problems that they would have. Like, oh no, I don't have a tape. Yeah. Like, no, I've got it on my phone. Here you go. <laughs> right. Oh, my phone broke. Oh, I've got it on my phone. Oh, never. It's on YouTube. It's uh, on the cloud. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the cloud. So yeah. it's it's sort of weird, like how far. Well, yeah, I mean, so we're like, I mean, there would have been one season of the X Files if we had our technology. Today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yep. there would have been one episode, episode was like, oh god, we're separated. What do we do? Uh, oh, cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me ring you up. Selfie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, find find my iPhone. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I, uh, I I appreciate that movie showing what Adam Sandler could do in a supporting role when he's not carrying the movie. Yeah. Because, um, like, Brendan Fraser is the star of that, right? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that Steve Buscemi is, like, cool in that movie. Well, no, I just mean, like, he's the other guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, that that was always the oddball casting to me in that movie. It's like, the other two made sense, and it was like, you go back and look at that, it's like, it's fucking Steve Buscemi. <laughs> no. Yeah, but he's he's actually, like, he seems to he's fit good. In. I mean, Steve Buscemi is a good actor. Yeah. Um, and he makes that work. He can do comedy. Mm-hmm. Um. Brendan Fraser is probably. Am I glad I called that guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Brendan Fraser may be the sort of least impressive thing about that movie, even though he's the star. He's just kind of like 
Well, he's the straight man. He's the straight man, and yeah. he's there to kind of you know be angry a couple times. But the the whole cast. I mean, there's a there's there are a lot, lot of people. people in that fucking movie. Um, but it's worth a watch if you haven't watched it in a while because it's got jokes that you don't remember. Um, I think the funniest thing about that is like I always remember thinking that like they made that movie to show on Comedy Central in the afternoons. It did feel like it, probably. I mean, I say like it was so weird. Like even when the first time I saw it, it was like it really felt like we made this movie so that Comedy Central would have a thing to show for the next five years. Because yeah. the there's no, I mean, it's nothing it's, overly offensive. Like, yeah, it's not much it, you'd have to cut. Is it PG thirteen? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. There, so, there's probably something like one or two things they could cut out. You cut out the middle fingers. Yeah, yeah. They, they probably just like you know recorded them. Ahead of time, yeah. saying the other line. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Easy to uh, easy to translate. Snare yeah. Drum. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and segue that you didn't know about. It's the from the director of Hudson Hawk. So ah, <laughs> there yep. you go. Yep. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Down. Yeah. Um, I do like Judd Nelson's terrible facial hair in that movie. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Judd Nelson's terrible everything in that movie. Sure. But because he's got the soul patch and the <laughs> the suits are terrible. Yeah. The like single button, double breasted, yeah. oversized jacket. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't the know. fashion if- in that movie is, is just a train wreck. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck did, were we doing in the 90s? If you were a fan of Airheads, have you ever seen Empire Records? Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure because, like, I, I hold Everybody's that. seen Empire yeah, Records. Yeah, you you're issued Empire Records. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily. I've met We're true people. 90s kids. Yeah. We've seen Empire Records. Yeah. Okay. I kind of feel like there was a weekend that both those movies were playing in I'm, theaters. Well, I, I mean, to me, Empire <laughs> Records is the, is the movie that holds up way better than Airheads ever. Oh, yeah. Before. Empire Records is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, most definitely. Okay. Um, Have you ever seen the director's cut or whatever they put out? Because. There's one line in particular that is very funny that they changed Mm-mm. in Empire Records. Yeah, like I, I, I remember never thought I needed to see the director's cut. Well, of I mean, Records. it was just like I think it's like the first DVD they put out. Yeah, and I, yeah, and, and like I didn't know that it was a different version. I'm just watching it like you know I've seen Empire Records a zillion times and I know every line. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this line happens. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just a completely different take of a scene that was already there. Yeah, I got. And you. it's like what? Okay, yeah. But, I'm not even going to spoil it because you can't okay. experience it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Yeah. I miss Chris Farley. Yep. I. Well, that movie. We say that based on a, a couple of things. Based on like, based on Saturday Night Live. Sure. And two or three movies. Um, like Beverly Hills Ninja was or whatever it was called, was not that great. But no, it was not. <laughs> man, when he was on, he could do the, the physical comedy that would literally bring you to tears with laughter. Um, I wish he... I wish we had been able to experience... I would take some crap if we were able to get maybe, you know, a three or four dozen more good movies out of him. Um, I, w- I would like. I like to think that in a universe like where he's still alive, we wouldn't know the name Kevin James. You're right. You're mostly You're right. right. Yeah. Kevin James would have died of a heart attack well, because now. he was sad because he never. Well, no, got I'm not it. wishing that upon him. I'm just saying, like, I don't. Kevin James seems like a good dude. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, I just like to think that at most places where he was showing up, it would have been Chris Farley. You're more right than you know. Oh, yeah. I know. Like, That's the like grown ups. Grown ups thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I so know that. Yeah, he, that's okay. how he kind of joined that crowd. Was like, we need a fat guy to fall down. Mm-hmm. Get that guy who's so. in that TV show. He, he's fat. Yeah. He can fall down. 
Um, and and Tommy Boy kind of holds up. I mean, it's it's dated, obviously. Anything in like the pre-smartphone era just feels <laughs> so painful sometimes. Like, why don't they just? Oh shit, they don't have cell phones. Yeah. They're lost in this weird they, place. Yeah, How do got, they? It's like, come on. They've got one cell phone, and it <laughs> it's a thousand dollars a minute, and it comes in a satchel. Um, but it's it's still so funny. There's such good moments in that movie. Um, I probably quote it once a day. Yeah, <laughs> I quote it a lot. Yeah, and watching it with someone who's never seen it is hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, that's I say that all the time. What? What's? And then you know when they actually start to get the jokes, it's really good. Um, well, what's fun about that movie is that how unstructured it is. Like it's just a series of things. It's there's really not. I mean, there's kind of a plot thread, but yeah. a lot of it is just them, you know, talking or singing to riding something. In the or car, something. Yeah, it's just in the car. It's just, just the two of them interacting yeah. with each other, and that's yeah. what's really great about it. And is that that's probably yeah. how they were when they were hanging out together. Yeah, and David Spade does that. That does sarcasm better than I think anyone else in the world, and I don't know why. Like he he should never star in anything. He <laughs> needs to be just a supporting character. Just commenting on everything yeah, else. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's he just needs to be sort of show up every few minutes, make a few snide remarks, and then go away. He doesn't need to do whatever. St- what Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah, um, Dickie Roberts. That's the one. That's the one. Joe Dirt. Like there, I kind of it has moments. Yeah, Joe, Joe Dirt, Dirt has has moments. a lot of it. Yeah, a lot more moments than it should. But um, Dickie Roberts has no moments. No, no. <laughs> So, um, another, going back a little bit further, uh, the, one of the local, uh, concert venue type theaters is doing their summer movie classics and I got a bunch of tickets through work and I saw the Goonies this weekend. Really? Um, which I still love. It is, as I get older, the constant talking over each other gets more and more annoying and less and less identifiable because mm-hmm. I hate it when people do it and I hate hate it when kids do it and it's obnoxious but it's still it's still the fucking goonies and it's still like it's never going to lose that certain bit of charm for me um still the fucking goonies yeah it's, it's still goonies. the goonies the fucking goonies yeah. the fucking and, goonies and now I can appreciate like I can even appreciate more things like Robert Davi singing opera in the middle of the movie mm-hmm. which is just hilarious. And the fact that it's Robert Davi, and I've seen him in a hundred other ridiculous things now. Yep. And then it's Samwise Gamgee and Josh Brolin. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so it's... I appreciate it. I don't appreciate it any less. Uh, there are more reasons to appreciate it now. Um, How was the crowd? Um, it was actually good. Like, I was... Like were these all people like diehard Goonies fans or no? I don't think so um, because it, there weren't a bunch of people like yelling I'm, out quotes I'm a, or anything. I'm a Goonie diehard fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goonies never say diehard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there were there were more. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. Hashtag hey you guys. There there were more folks that were older than me than I expected. Yeah. Um there were a lot of folks that were my age with kids. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of folks my age in general. 
but more more older folks than I expected. Not not a terrible amount of like the youths, the tweens, and the you know <laughs> the the uh, you know not many of the the teens and tweens, but yeah. um, a fairly good turnout. Um, Hipsters, ukulele players. I didn't see that many hipster ukulele players, so I'm happy about that. Um, but anyway, um, Goonies is still awesome, and uh, you should make sure that you see it, or if you have kids, that they see it, because it's still, you know, it's got some good lessons, and it's a good movie, and it's it fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, get that treasure. If your house Important is going to be foreclosed. Get go that treasure. Find treasure. Yeah. Oh, uh, one Just thing. Go find the one eyed Willie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. <laughs> Run off with some older kids and find one eyed Willie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Best advice. Um, one thing. One thing that actually still bothers me uh, about Goonies is I have seen the one airing on TV or whatever when it actually had the octopus. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's still in the end of the movie they still reference it in the end of the movie yeah it's weird i want to see that and i want to see that again i want to see the actual octopus scene pretty sure it's yeah, on the disc was it, it data says something about the end yeah right? yeah. yeah and that was octopus <laughs> the octopus was bad <laughs> yeah that's a little bit but because everyone else is talking though you're like right did he what when did that happen you're a liar kid <laughs> well yeah he starts to talk and he says something about the octopus and then everybody talks at once yeah. once again but anyhow yeah um, another movie I saw for the for the first time, and I I see stuff from this movie all over the internet all the time. Um, so I figured I had to watch it at some point. Uh, mean Girls, hmm. and there's some really really funny stuff in that movie. Uh, it is not quite what I expected. It's definitely like a not for me movie, yeah, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> But there's there's some really hilarious moments in it. I don't even know how to I don't even know how to talk about this movie, but I saw Mean Girls. I didn't dislike it. I found it kind of funny. Um <laughs> now I get all the things that people post on the internet, all the gifs. Um it's it, it, weird. It's good when you start to understand gifs. <laughs> you get my some of my E three jokes. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about the infamous DLC. Mm-hmm. The main character is Fetch. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stop trying to make it happen. Uh, well, they did. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I can say about it. It's it's kind of I'm kind of stumped. That's pretty much all I, you can say. Really, I do. I mean, not I, for I am, me. I do really like the movie. I think people have latched onto it a little too hard. Possibly. I just. Well, I mean, it's like it's one of those things. Like, I just think like it's okay, guys. It's not as good as you're saying. No, I don't think it's like necessarily a good movie, but. It's, well, I think it's a pretty good movie. I mean, it's it, especially amongst a bunch of other movies like that. I mean, it's it's a movie. Fair it's, enough. To me, it's a movie better that, than others of the style. Yeah, it's know. it's a movie that rises above its own genre mm-hmm. by by a lot. And then, but I still think it's like one of those. It's like okay, just like tone it down a little bit. It's not. I wouldn't say you know. I wouldn't say it's a classic. You know? No. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's one of those movies that deserves like a it's the tenth anniversary of Mean Girls. It's right. like, eh, come on. There's other more deserving yeah. things than that. Look at all the people are still alive. It's yeah. like fuck off. Yeah. The, the like cast of Mean Girls we... got back together and took a photo. It's, who right. cares? Are we just <laughs> celebrating the fact that Lindsay Lohan made it? Basically now? that's what we're doing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's duh. That's the thing. Like that's the only thing about or not the only thing. That's like 
one of the big takeaways from Mean Girls for me is, holy shit, Lindsay Lohan could have done something oh, yeah. way better with her life. Yes. Yeah, that's, well, there's a like, reason, she, you know, that's her fall would have been a very... Wouldn't have meant much if there wasn't like promise before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I had Tina Fey s- tried so hard, like to t- keep her, you know, working and not right. on drugs. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, let's go do this movie. Come on, you know, come be on Saturday Night Live with us. Yeah. It. And see, I didn't know much about Lindsay Lohan from before she went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having seen, like, it's not groundbreaking, jaw dropping acting, but. Could. There could have been a lot of good career there. Yeah. And holy shit, it's so bad now. Yeah, it's a shame. So, um, that's pretty much all I have to say about Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to tackle the last thing on my list, which is probably the, is definitely the biggest thing on my list. Um, I tackled another uh, list shame movie. Ah. I finished off the Squint with Clint trio uh, with the good of the bad and the ugly. That is a long movie. That is like nine and a half hours of shots of the desert. It's not that long. Um, no, it's like 64 hours. Nope. You're wrong again. No, it's like two hours and... Two and a half hours. 32 minutes, something yeah. like that. It feels like a very, 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 very long movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't know that I enjoyed it as much as the previous two, to be f- honest. Um, like, I liked watching it. It was, again, just beautiful to watch Mm -hmm. but i kind of lost interest in the story at a few points and it felt really 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 long to me um the end of that movie is amazing though and it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination i just don't know if i enjoyed it as much as the uh as the previous two um it's the Everything is great about it, um, but it just there were some parts that didn't hold hold me enthralled as much as the others. Um, I'm really glad I watched it because you know it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep. I can understand more about the world now that I've seen this movie. <laughs> but yeah, um, suddenly everything makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> no, but that's part of the journey of the list of shame is that more things about the movie world. Um, and mm-hmm. the world in general just sort of makes sense. Um, but I would like to revisit it at some point when I have a chance to just sit and think about it critically as opposed to just experiencing it for the first time so that I can, you know, maybe get a little bit more out of it. But um, I think they showed it here locally like at, at one of the summer series like that. Yeah. That would be a good environment to see it again. Yeah, especially like in the middle of the afternoon yeah. as opposed to... I think it was evening when I watched it, so a little bit tired. Got some sleepy, not sleepy quite sleepy. Yet, yeah. Just you know, no. I I really enjoyed it, and um, I'm glad that I've checked it off. Uh, I don't know what's next for the list of shame, but it's. I'm still excited about it. I just haven't made that much progress on it, unfortunately. But I did tackle a big one, so you know. Hey, I'd say you did a lot. You watched a lot of stuff. I did watch a lot of stuff in the last two weeks. Um, there's you pretty much like tripled your output of 233 previous episodes. Uh, yeah, I know. Saying. Well, I, in the last few months, yeah, I've yeah. really kicked ass. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Um, I applaud you. Thank you. Let's. 
I don't want to actually do it because oh. it'll mark the track and then oh, okay. we'll, <laughs> I got you. he'll he'll just um, edit in and out and it'll be real yeah. confusing. And then real quick, <laughs> I um I started watching Community. Um, now you say that, but you just said that you were on like season three. Yeah. So, I, that's so I'm more not than starting. That's about plowing through, through Community. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was sick mm-hmm. um last week and I decided to take um Hulu up on their seven day free offer. Um, I hate Hulu. With a burning passion of a thousand uh, suns, because uh, they want you to pay for tons of shitty commercials that are all the same. Um, but the fact that they offer things to watch streaming, I can appreciate that. I guess. Sure. Um, anyhow, uh, Community is, from what I can tell, probably the best thing on TV right now. But I don't get the worship, like. I don't think, yeah, you're. I, no, I, I internet hate community. I, yeah, you um, do. I, I enjoy it, but I like. But if if it goes away, I'm not going to be sad. It, that's it, that's well, the way it, I feel. It, it, I mean, it's going away eventually. Uh-uh. No, it'll never go away. Yeah. Well, you got we got one more season, right? And then a movie, and then you're done. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm not. I can't see myself like getting upset over it. Like or in in either way, like it's there's some really excellent episodes. Like the paintball episodes, I think are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some really good moments. I don't think it's amazing overall. I think it's pretty good. So, I mean, I I sh- guess I should sound more excited over pretty good, but. Um, <laughs> Considering how much the internet loves community, you know, it's a vocal minority of the internet. Really, it it may seem like the entire internet. It seems like everybody. Well, there. Every time somebody even thinks about something changing about community, Mm -hmm. you got a thousand think pieces, and you got (laughs) every tweet from dusk till dawn is about community, and. The reason I've waited so long to to watch it is to kind of get over the hype, the hype hump. Yeah, the hype hump of of community. And unfortunately, like it's still kind of we're still kind of in the midst of hype because it's going over to over to uh, Yahoo, um, <laughs> yeah, for season six or whatever. But uh-huh. uh, going to Yahoo? Yeah, it's going to Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo dot com. All right. Huh. On the internet. Mm-hmm. Cool. But, uh, yeah. I like it. I'm going to continue watching it. Okay. But, you know, it's not... It's not the best thing in the world. It's pretty good. Not the best thing in the world. It's fine. I like it. It's good enough. I internet hate it. It's obvious. So. Jerk. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm glad you're watching it. Me too, because it's funny, yeah. and I enjoy it. It's not a waste of time. No. no. That's how I'm going to describe everything that I like now. It's not a waste of time. That's that's all we can hope for at this yeah. point, really. All right, and I'm done talking. I'm going to shut up forever. Let's do correspondences. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read an email. Please do. I'm filling in for Mackie. Oh, put the hat on. What? Oh, he took his hat. I can't. Anyway. You need the talking stick. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, 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 no. 
So, okay, we've got an email here from uh, Freddie Flapjacks. Oh, hey, Freddie Flapjacks. Uh-huh. And he says, imagine, if you will, the Plymouth Fury Christine had a gangbang with all the trucks from Maximum Overdrive and gave birth to a litter of demented killer trucks. It's not just a Stephen King short story. It's a movie adaptation of a Stephen King short story called Trucks. Okay. This 1997 movie, he's recommending a movie to us, by the way. Okay. This 1997 movie is set in the small town of Lunar, the last town before Area 51. Characters see billowing black smoke raising into the sky from a truck fire and ask, what the hell is that? This happens multiple times. A few characters use the Zach Morris-style brick cell phone. Some characters include a burnt-out hippie that has never been to that part of the cosmos before. Trucker Bob that just wants to get back to his truck. And some random dude that claims to have been a helicopter pilot with the Air Force at Area 51. This movie is based on the source material used for Maximum Overdrive. If you'd rather spend 90 minutes watching something that you could read, then this movie is for you. (laughs) Bonus points if you like bad acting. But I digress. You are the Bad Movie Friends cast. Sent from my Atari links. It's a recommendation Mm. for the movie Trucks. Trucks. So, Christine Gangbang... Trucks from trucks. Maximum, maximum Overdrive, right. litter of crazy killer yeah. trucks. Mm-hmm. Really, you could just say it's another adaptation of Maximum Overdrive. Yes. Right. Yeah. What I've always found funny, and I've never seen Trucks, but I've, what I've always found funny about it is that Stephen King directed Maximum Overdrive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Based on his own story, Trucks. And then someone else came along and said, you know what? We're going to do it better. Like, really? <laughs> Stephen King made that. It's enough. <laughs> Now, I've never seen Maximum Overdrive. Is it worth a viewing? It's interesting. We could probably watch it. Yeah, it's, I mean, okay. it's goofy. It's goofy. Really, really goofy. Um, it's it's better than stuff like The Mangler. <laughs> some of that stuff. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the thing is, is, if trucks took it in some other direction, like if they just like, let's do the same thing, only again then there's no reason. Th- this sounded completely different. Okay, well, I just, I mean... Because Maximum Overdrive is like a comet goes over or something, and then all the machines on the yeah. planet, except for cars, come to life and try to kill everybody. It's it's weird. No, no, I've, I've seen it. I know. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, my point being is sometimes the, the overview of a Stephen King story can lead to good things. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm mainly talking about The Shining, and then he goes, <laughs> that's not right at all. And it's like, well, fuck you. Your other attempts at it have been kind of crap. Mm-hmm. And we don't really care about your version. Right. Stop shitting over a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. You crazy old man. But yeah, and so I'm just saying, like, to me, Stephen King has always been, like, he's a good overviewer. Mm-hmm. Like, his, <laughs> when you get into the minutia and the, and the tiny details of it, it's like, I don't care. Well, he, I don't he care. writes so much tiny detail that you can't really film it in any way that would satisfy someone who's really into the tiny detail. It's like, everyone's always going to be like, well, you left out this whole thing and that. It was like, dude, that book is 50,000 pages of little stories that he made up about this town. It's not, you can't, you can't do that. So Yeah, that's, he's not a... Not much of a big picture. Yeah. I mean, he is. He's but painting the big picture. Right. That's with a very teeny tiny brush. Yeah. The, the best things he's ever written that became movies are all of his short stories. Short stories, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they're just like, you know what? There's a basic idea. Go with it. Yeah. yeah. And most times someone yeah. goes with it in a kind of different direction yeah. than what it was intended to be. Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, uh, every, you know, Stand By Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I got a voicemail. Uh, Okay, let's do that. Okay. 
Hey, BMFCast, this is Sunny California calling. I was calling about episode 208, All the Facts, in which Chuck has a good idea about a 2004 best of album for songs from movies you guys watched. I thought about it, and I thought I'd buy that. Then I realized, of course, that would mean litigation or legal copyrights or something. So instead, how about just see if you can find some of the tracks from last year and or this year and go ahead and just post a link of best songs of this year with a bunch of Amazon referral links, if you know what I'm talking about. All right, that's Sunny California out. I, I understand the idea of what he's saying is like maybe build a playlist on the website. Sure. And just each song is linked to the ability to buy that song on Amazon. Um, If they're all available, I know, I'm pretty sure on iTunes you can make a playlist and then save it for sale as a link. Okay. Maybe that, yeah, something like that then. Or or if not, there's a thir- there are third-party sites that let you do something like that where you can say, here's what I, a playlist and, you know, click to buy all on Amazon or mm-hmm. iTunes. I, and, you know, I mean, we're kind of doing that already on YouTube is just sort of building a playlist of, of songs. Like, I, I know we did that last year for the, the 2013 soundtrack like I made for all you guys, and mm-hmm. then I just put all those tracks on, on YouTube. But uh, the problem with doing that a lot of times is that the stuff we're most interested in is pulled directly from the movie like there was no soundtrack release someone has just recorded the closing credits and right. taken that and that's the only version of the song that exists mm-hmm. so there's no way to build like a referral link for something like that but yeah. if you go to our youtube page which is youtube.com slash bmfcast uh in the playlist section there are two different playlists there's a 2013 soundtrack and a 2014 soundtrack it's a good idea. I think you, y'all, if it's depending on availability, we could do it with Spotify as well. But that's yeah, you know, yeah, we will look into it. Sure, lots of options. Mm-hmm. Got an email from Moonpeer. All right, hello Moonpeer. <laughs> Moonpeer says, "Hey guys, long time no write, so it's been a while, huh?" Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, but a while ago you gave me a list of some must-see movies from the '80s. I'm still working through them, and me and a lady friend have about two movie nights a week where we watch a movie together. We are introducing movies to each other. She's introduced me to He's Just Not That Into You. I introduced, her, I introduced her to Leon the Professional. Her, Pride and Prejudice. Me, Stargate. I think I'm winning. <laughs> anyway, most of my movies are older, so can you throw out some suggestions for late 90s until today incredible movies? Maybe hit me with some action sci-fi horror and a good weepy drama. Anyway, quick suggestion for Chuck... If you oh this is for me, uh, <laughs> if you haven't got your list for thirty and thirty, may I suggest High Tension, a French horror movie which is pretty low budget but really good. I'd put it on par with Dog Soldiers, so I won't suggest it for the cast. Plus, a really smart leading lady. Anyway, thanks for everything. Moon Street Urchin, Street Urchin out. Sent from my Galaxy Samsung camera. I'm serious. I really am. Am I the person responsible for all this sent from? By the way, um, I think he is. He Possibly could have been. I believe he started this. I mean, well, I mean, we've just got off on because everybody's default thing is you see every email sent from my iPhone, sent from whatever. But I think he's the first one who started changing it. Maybe, and then everyone went nuts. Could oh, have been. I thought I thought we were just fucking around saying it one day. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so late nineties until today, incredible movies. Uh, late nineties till today. 
the late 1890s? <laughs> I'll give you a suggestion. <laughs> Train pull it into the station. It's a humdinger. <laughs> well, that. boy, I was in suspense the whole time. Didn't know if that train would pull into the station or not. Man shooting gun. Uh, 23 ah. canoe. <laughs> Voyage to the moon. Oh, that's my favorite George Milieu fic. <laughs> So there he goes. Uh, <laughs> what? No. Uh, late nineties till now, and, and late nineties to. I missed. I, I think I zoned on part of that. What kind? What genre? Uh, action, action slash sci-fi or horror or a good weepy drama. Uh, okay. Late nineties. Well, I, I would recommend. Uh, I think the first thing, if if you're looking for like off the wall and maybe not heard of movies, mm-hmm. um. Introduce somebody to the uh, Junae and Caro movies. Um, if if she likes, she's possibly already seen Amelie because that oh, is yeah, kind of a movie that somebody would have already seen, right? Um, and that's actually um, that's post. I think that's just Junae by himself. Um, but you know, you really need to see like Delicatessen and, and uh, City of Lost Children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are highly like Skip Alien um, Resurrection, obviously. But <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like those two, uh, I highly highly recommend, and they're kind of. Uh, under the radar, not not seen by as many people. But okay, yeah, everybody knows Amelie, and um, a very long engagement is really good too. Mm-hmm. So, I personally, I would, I just off the top of my head, I would throw out um, Event Horizon. I think in terms of late nineties, early two thousands, sci fi stuff, I think that one still kind of stands out from everything else. I know some of you guys don't think it's great, but I liked it. It's all right, yeah. Now that I remember that I've seen it, it's, okay. it's, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what else. I mean, I should be all over the sci-fi thing, but you know, I'm trying to think of like lesser-known stuff. That's that's the trick. Yeah. But I don't know if we. I don't know if we're necessarily doing lesser-known stuff. I think wasn't like our eighty suggestions were like oh, for sh- someone sh- who had been buried in a time capsule or something. <laughs> oh well, I mean, yeah, it kind of becomes a whole different thing. I mean, I would hope that. Uh, my many times I've mentioned it that uh, you know it's from your native land or at least the, the bankers from your native land. You need to see sunshine. It's uh, yeah, um, that's, definitely uh, see at sunshine. least mid, that's mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, see moon. Yeah, and see moon. I mean, oh, like, yeah. we're getting newer into newer stuff. M O O N. That spells really good movie. Yeah, I guess that's technically kind of from someone from his his native land. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of. At least the descendant thereof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe Duncan, code's pretty good. I believe too. Duncan Jones was was raised here in America. Oh so. well, was he? Yeah. What'd you say, PJ? Uh, source code was really good too. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, comedies and stuff. Oh God, there's you didn't ask for comedies. Just high, action, sci-fi. action, sci-fi, horror, or a good weepy drama. Oh, action! Oh, oh. oh. good weepy drama. Oh. Um, okay, well, you mentioned Pride and Prejudice. I would say um, Atonement. You need to see Atonement if you haven't. Okay. Um, that is a really good movie that you wouldn't think is what it is, but it's really good and it's kind of has something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's the smart version of the notebook, not in, in the plot points, because the smart version of the notebook and plot points is called Iris. But, um, <laughs> um, no, I just mean, like, it, it's the notebook was made to like appeal to everybody. So like guys could watch and be like, look, there's war and things and nah, nah, it's okay that there's kissy. It's, it's the princess pride. Like it's okay that there's kissy bits because there's fighting and all this stuff. And, but atonement is like that. It's like, it, it is a big sweeping drama with melodramatic elements as well. Melodramatic. Yeah. So, it, but it's a great movie and it's often over- overlooked. Okay. 
I don't know. Just saying that there's a movie that's something for everybody that yeah. a lot of people didn't see. Okay. Mm. It's got McAvoy. Ooh. And Kira Knightley. And uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Hannah Girl. <laughs> Cerise Ronan or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah Girl. Hannah's good, too. Hmm. Yeah. Anything by Luke Besson when he was still making movies. Right. He just made one. Yeah. He made that Mafia movie. I, did, I saw that. Uh, I didn't talk about that. Was that good? It's all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. The pre-Joan of Arc movie. Okay. Luke Besson. You know, oh, yeah. You see all of those. Right. Except for the um, the underwater documentary one. It's just fucking Into weird. the blue. Yeah. No, the, the diving movie's good. Um, there's one called Atlantis. Oh. It's just simply a, like, I, I want to be Jacques Cousteau movie. Oh. Yeah. And it's just weird shots of fish with no point of reference or anything and Eric Serra mu- music. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's bizarre. Okay. But no, the the deep, the hold your breath diving, the um, free diving, that's what it's called. Yeah. The movie's pretty good. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, we got one more voicemail. All, All right. right. Let's do a voicemail. Hey, this is Jim. Uh, I'm just a new, uh, new subscriber to the podcast. I'm just wondering, what what do you think are your favorite, other funniest episodes and favorite episodes? Uh, I really like this show, and uh, have a good day. That was as correct as like I didn't get any. Of that. Is that Jens? No, I didn't. I, <laughs> that was a that was a new listener. Okay. Um, his question was it didn't sound like Jens. No, it uh, was not. <laughs> Jens doesn't sound like that. Of course he does. He's Jens. <laughs> no, I've met the man. He doesn't. <laughs> I've broken bread with the man. He doesn't sound like that. We broke a cheeseburgers. <laughs> That's true. Man. We did. We <laughs> broke some cheeseburgers. Why did you break the cheeseburgers? You had to. You had to like you know masticate yeah. them in order to get them to the digest. Don't break to the goodness. Chew them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't break them. Well. You don't just like snap them over your knee. <laughs> anyway, that Maybe was not Jens. Shop. Um, his question, his question was, "What of our, what do we think like our favorite, like our funniest episodes are?" I guess he's looking for like, oh, greatest like, oh, hits. Oh, if we had to pick our own greatest hits, yeah, ugh, that is, that's rough. You never ask the band to do that themselves. <laughs> Get nah. a producer to do that. Um, <sighs> I can say Death Stalker, yeah. simply because that was the first time I was here, and that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, we we HD remastered the two uh, cornerstones, if you will, as far as the rating system go. Mm-hmm. I think Robot Jocks was a really good I episode. Mean, I, mean, I think they both have their <laughs> equal merit. I mean, we got we got a weird so, sort of serious with the Twilight discussion, actually. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, maybe it's not the was funniest a, one. It was a good episode. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Um, but, like, my favorites that I remember, uh, yeah, Death, Death Stalker was good. Um, uh, Omega Cop mm-hmm. um, was a whole lot of fun. Uh, I I mean, it's it's silly and it's it's terrible. But I really really like. I had a lot of fun doing the um, April Fool's episode. Yes, that mm-hmm. that was a fucking nightmare to edit. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was. But it was so much fun to do, and we had like that's one I wish we had video of us doing because it was just. A fucking laugh riot in the studio. We were just dying of laughter. Um, like there had to be, and I feel bad for Harlow because there had to be like ten thousand cuts in that <laughs> because we would say a line and laugh our asses off, and then move to another line. 
Yeah, because we basically could, we were like or one, we at get, one at a time. Like we'd get like maybe three or four lines in and just die. <laughs> and just yeah, that impossible. had to have been hard. But um, it sounded seamless. If that means yeah, anything, he's he's good. Yeah, he's good. I think our hatred of Theodore Rex was pretty entertaining. Someone just said that in the comments. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anything that we really hate is is entertaining. I think. Um, and I think Max Magician was a lot of fun. Not everything that we hate, because I think the Forbidden Zone episode is like just fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> There's a different kind of hate yeah. with, with Forbidden Zone, though. Like yeah. anything that we can gleefully hate. I wish I could say I remember the episode more. I just remember the euphoric feeling of after of post Xanadu. <laughs> I have no idea great. how the episode was because I just that was a personal high for me as far as just remembering you know that we just watched that movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, any of the like, I really like any of the five jocks episodes mainly because we, if we enjoy something enough to give it five jocks, it's kind of a spirited, lively discussion. Yeah. Uh, somebody said Action Jackson in those comments. Yeah, Invasion uh, USA as well. Yeah. I do so, remember the email we got where the guy said that Mackie blew out his speaker when he was yelling <laughs> yes. "Robot Jocks" over and over again. Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> We broke someone's car. Mackie broke someone's car. Yeah. It's always good. Um, <laughs> you could damage something in the physical world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still proud of the joke I made at one point in time. That's it's the that's the joke I will never uh, it's I, so far it's the joke I will never outlive. Uh-huh. That I don't think I'll ever do a better pun. The, when we were talking about the uh Warriors of the Wasteland or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And so we're talking about like why in the future people would invest in metal metal bikinis made out of gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my gold man sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just retire. Yeah, I was like, I'm done. I <laughs> just no, collect your residual check. <laughs> never do. I'm never doing better than that. Yeah. Anytime I really nail an intro, I mean, and make Chuck's pretty easy to make laugh, but when when you just like can't handle it and have to turn away and fall down anytime i do that is a favorite episode i think well the intro unfortunately you don't get to see that yeah Yeah. (laughs) the intro is never as funny to me when we're just working it out but it when the music hits and (laughs) that voice starts and it says the dumb thing i'm just like this is the best thing ever i would listen to a supercut of just all the intros and (laughs) somebody out there make a supercut of all of the intros okay so that chuck can i I will kill chuck with laughter i want to fall over laughing dead (laughs) one star we're dead so that's all i got okay all right well uh contact info i can do that the internet yeah, yes, the it. internet. Go to, the internet. Go to uh, www internet. <laughs> <laughs> Go to internet 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 dot internet dot yep. internet. <laughs> yes, uh, bmfcast.com for all of your interneting needs. Make that your your portal to the internet. Um, yes. and, and from there you can do all the internet things you need to do, like send us an email. Uh, you can go to the YouTube's our YouTube's. Uh, you can go to our Facebooks and our Tweeters. Uh, you can also find us on uh, on Amazon or not Amazon on iTunes through there, and you can do all of your searching for all of your uh, your Amazon things. We are down to less than six months till Christmas, so you can start your Christmas shopping early by searching in our Amazon box, and that will give us money and cost you no additional money. So that's that's pretty much it. Do those things. Um, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. 
and give us a call on the Garfield phone, 905-JOCKS-BMF, 905-569-263. Be cool, honey bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You should okay. totally do that. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? We shall. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast Out.